the sport industry access podcast episode 24 how can technology support PE teachers Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your profession, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in teaching. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, today's special guest is Naomi Hartle. Naomi started her career as a physical education teacher, and now she is currently the P Development Technology Specialist for Spark Programs. Also, she is on the board of directors for Oregon Shape. Naomi has a real passion about physical education. That's why in today's show, Naomi will share her career journey and explain how technology can support P teachers during their classes. Naomi, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on the show today and hope I can share a little bit about my journey and hope to maybe inspire those that are trying to go along the same career path as me. So how it all started was, I guess, I knew I wanted to be a physical education teacher when I was in grade 10. Um, I don't know why it's grade 10, but that's just what I remember. And it really started out with wanting to be a coach. And so for me, I played basketball. That was my sport. Now, I'm only five foot three and a half ish. So I obviously didn't go any further with it. But high school, that was my passion, my absolute passion. And for us, so I'm originally from Canada. And for me in Saskatchewan, it was we made it to as far as we could go without getting to like that championship and we never made it. And I was crushed. And cause I was the type of athlete that were, I mean, I still have a good work ethic, but I was in the gym before school started. I was there during all breaks between classes as there after before practice, after practice, my coach would have to kick me out of the gym be like, all right, Naomi, you got to go home. <laughs> so I was, I worked so hard and I always feel like I worked really hard to be average. And just the fact that we never made it to that championship game really crushed me. So it was my goal to one day coach and take my athletes to that championship game, not to inspire a love of sport or a love of, you know, learning new things. It was so that I could be selfish and get to that championship game myself. Now, eventually going through university and going through my classes, I realized, you know, this whole teaching thing is actually pretty interesting and really where my passion is. And as I started teaching, I realized that it's not just about the elite athletes that want to play a certain sport. It's about every single child learning and giving them an opportunity to learn because every single child deserves that chance. So that love of coaching and, and, and wanting to coach grew into love for teaching and really bloomed into me becoming a teacher. And then now uh, working for the company that I'm working for, Sport Time Featuring Spark and trying to support teachers. So it's been a little bit of a different journey. And I didn't realize 
I would get into the position that I'm in now. I always thought that I would, well, coach and then a teacher, but it's been a pretty cool experience. Sounds really fascinating. I can hear your competitive spirit through the mic. <laughs> um, just relating to your time at university, what did you study? So I went for a combined kinesiology and education degree. So I did three years of kinesiology, so the study of movement, and then I transferred into education because that's what the program was for two years. So you applied, you did an interview. Thank goodness I made it in because my interview was not good at all. <laughs> I think I got the lowest score you could get, but hey, I made it. I'm here now. And um, yeah, that's kind of what I went through when I took all these. I wish I could go back and take some of my kinesiology classes again because I really wasn't passionate about what I was doing until I, I got into education. I realized, yes, this is where I want to be. So now I wish I could go back and remember some of the things that I learned so that I can, you know, when I'm talking to people or, or with my, when I was with my students and having conversations about movement, that I could really hone in on that. So I wish I'd go back and redo things, but I wouldn't be where I'm at now if I wouldn't have, you know, increased my marks slowly every single year. So <laughs> you are who you are. Exactly. Just touching back to when you decided to make that decision of being a teacher, when did that all start? So that probably would have started. It transferred a little bit once I got into education in university. I realized that I'm more than just being a coach. And, and don't get me wrong, coaching is a very noble profession. And I had the utmost respect for people that, that coach because, I mean, I've done it and it's tough and it's really a thankless job. But for me, it was trying to teach that whole child and not just those people, the kids that want to be there, but the kids that don't want to be there. And how can I reach those, those children? So going into my internship or my uh, practicum, I realized that I wasn't just teaching PE either. I was teaching science and I had a fine arts class where I was teaching kids guitar and I had just learned guitar that summer. And it was kind of crazy. And I realized that it was, I wasn't just a PE teacher, that I could be a teacher of everything, a teacher of the whole child. So that's really kind of how it stems, starting in university and then really getting into my practicum and then my first year teaching. And then kind of, I mean, I only taught for three and a half years. I always say four because it makes me sound like I taught a little bit longer. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, I guess that's kind of where it stemmed from. Just for the listeners listening in who would like to be a teacher, how important is it to build that experience straight after university? Very important. If you can get into the classroom, even when you're in university, like I did some volunteering in elementary class. I think it was an elementary math class. Uh, once a week, I would go in. Even that, um, experience coaching is great, but it's a lot different when you're in the classroom with the kids or when you're in the gym with the kids. And it's not just about playing games. It's about having kids learn why they're moving, how they're moving, and to become lifelong learners and lifelong movers. So if you can get into the classroom while you're in the, you know, going throughout university and going throughout college, I think that's really important because you'll see if this is something you want to do. The worst is when you spend all this time and all this money going through university to realize that you start teaching, you're like, this is not what I want to do. That's okay. You know, that's okay if that happens and, and you learn from it and I'm sure you grow. But, you know, get in there as much as you can. And then the other thing is that you're building those relationships with teachers, with the administrator, and they see you and they hear from you. And that's a great way to get a job, too, is to be out there and be known. So that would kind of be my advice, I guess. <laughs> from your experience, what core skills do you need to be a PE teacher? Oh, there's a ton. Um, <laughs> patience is definitely a good one. Um, making sure, I think a really core skill that we forget about a lot. It's not just about knowing the content area. 
but knowing how to build those relationships with your students, teaching that personal social understanding and, and having students understand that, you know, the best part about PE is that we don't just teach a content. PE, you're teaching the social. So if you think of the learning, you know, the different learning domains, um, psychomotor, effective, cognitive, and social, you don't get that in every subject area. Whereas with physical education, you get every different aspect. So as a teacher and as a physical educator, some of those core skills is being able to build every different area of a child. And I mean, maybe I'm a little biased. I think phys ed is a very important subject area. And I would argue probably the most important, although it's, it's good to have a balance of everything. But those core skills of, yeah, building those relationships, you can know the content all you want and, and know what you're teaching all you want. But if you can't build those relationships with those kids, they're not going to listen to you. They're going to completely check out and tune out and focusing on the positives with those students, not saying, Johnny, stop doing that or so and so, you know, calling them out in front of the kid, you know, everybody else. It's, it's about thank you so much for listening to what I said and thank you so much for doing this. And I think if you can build up that positive environment, the kids will come. So <laughs> I didn't really answer that question with the core skills, but building relationships, I think is huge. I couldn't agree with you more. It's also about building sort of engagement as well. And I feel like it relates to today's main topic. How can technology support PE teachers during a class? That's a great question. So for me, kind of where I start and where I come from, I obviously do not have a tech degree. I do, don't have a tech background. I didn't go to university for ed tech. Um, obviously, I went to university for kinesiology and education to become a physical educator. In my first year of teaching, I taught in a school of 2,000 kids. My second, that was nine through 12. My second year of teaching, second and third and a half <laughs> year of teaching, I taught in a school of 93 kids, K through 12. So kindergarten through to grade 12, um, the lowest to the highest age. And for me, in that second year of teaching, I was looking at teaching 18 different curriculums or 18 different courses. So I had three through 12 physical education, math nine and math 10, career guidance, six, seven, eight, nine, and health education, six, seven, eight, nine. At one point I had cooking and sewing there too, but that wasn't my last um, teaching assignment. So for me, I had classes that were combined together. So I, ha so I had like grade seven, grade eight, and grade nine all together in a gym. So 34 kids, which I mean, isn't a lot, but in a tiny little elementary gym, you get, that's a lot for me. So to use technology or in order to kind of survive and get by, I use technology. So for me, technology was a really good support system to be able to clone myself in a way where my students had that instant feedback. Also for me to kind of control the class through music or through an interval timer. So I wasn't looking up at the clock and counting and then blowing my whistle to rotate through stations, right? That was already automatically done for me because I had it set up. And then I could really go work with those kids and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and build those relationships, but then also support the kids that really needed me. So technology is a really good support system. I don't think technology will ever replace good teaching. Good teaching is at the heart of what we do. We're never going to have just a robot come in and teach, right? There are online physical education classes, yes. But I think technology is a great tool to use to support teachers in a way. It's not like, here's a good app and go use it. It's what am I struggling with in my teaching and, and how can technology support that? It, you always look at your, your standards or your outcomes or your learning objectives first. Then you look at it and say, okay, you know, what environment and what activity am, am I going to use to implement the core, what I'm teaching my students? And then you look at what equipment, what technology can I use to support that? So 
has technology support teachers basically in any way that they need it to and any way that they can. But through classroom management, assessment, instruction, there's a ton of different things that you can use, but it always has to be a support system for those teachers. Hopefully that answered your question. <laughs> that is great. Just relating to your experience, how does the technology provide value to the students from a learning perspective? That's a great question. So when I first started teaching, it was a lot of just management tools for myself. And then I realized that there were some tools and some apps out there that can give those students that timely feedback that I wasn't able to do with 34 kids in my class. I know there's some teachers, I'm living in Oregon in the United States right now, and I've heard of some teachers in Florida that have 150 kids in their, in their class. And I'm just like, in, in your class, like, how's that even legal, right? Wow. So for, I know for some, I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yes, yes. Um, so how can technology support the learning of the students? Whereas, you know, for me, that specific and timely feedback, I can set up an iPad with a certain app, for example, like a video delay tool. So like, it's like a mirror, but it has a delay on it. And my students can go and get that instant feedback. I don't have to be standing there immediately and give them that feedback. They can receive that feedback from the technology and they can see, and you can have like a, a checklist or some cues that they have to focus on, some peer assessment and where they can have discussion. But I think video is a very powerful tool. I can tell my students all I want, what I see, but until they see it, if, if, if you're like me, you can tell me all you want, but until I figure it out, it's not going to like clue in. So for my students, it's, once they see that, it's very powerful. So I believe that video is a, is a really good learning tool for students because once they see themselves, like, oh, okay. I'm like, I know, I told you that. <laughs> Not to say I told you so, but I told you so. So that's one small kind of snippet as to how it can support the learning. But I mean, even students that are struggling with reading or writing, so even outside of the physical education classroom, there's so many different tools that can support those students that if you think of English language learners or students coming in that English isn't their first language and trying to support them through that process, technology is a great tool that you can use to bridge that gap. It sounds like it's really a good tool for that self-evaluation. But just relating to your day-to-day -day job, what have you been up to recently? So right now, obviously, I'm not in the classroom. I talk passionately about being in the classroom still because I still feel like I am sometimes. But right now, I am working with Sport Time featuring Spark. And um, basically, we're a, a company under the, the division of school specialty, which is a parent company. And it's uh, we're an equipment company, which is sport time, and then a curriculum company, which is Spark. So my job is the PE development and technology specialist. So basically what that means is I am creating curriculum, authoring curriculum, taking what we have right now and trying to revamp it, make it better, be very innovative with what we do. We have monthly webinars where we do two webinars a month. So I'm trying to bring in guest speakers that have the latest and greatest information that can support teachers and they're free, which is a really nice professional development tool. What else am I working on? I'm working on, we've got some new projects that we're, that we're doing. I have a new project coming out called Project Ignite that's gonna show different videos of what effective teaching looks like for free. Teachers can go in and just observe a quick two minute snippet of what teaching should look like in PE based on some different categories. There's kind of a big disconnect between what PE should look like and what people think it looks like. Sometimes people think busy, happy, good. If the student is smiling, if they're having fun and they're moving, then that's effective physical education. I strongly disagree, <laughs> respectfully disagree. 
learning has to be happening. If I go into the class and I say, what are you learning today? And they say basketball, that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear them say, I'm learning to dribble with my right hand, or I'm learning to dribble with the pads of my fingers, or if I'm moving to open space, right? I want to hear specifically what they're learning. So we're trying to support teachers and administrators, also pre-service teachers, uh, professors on what that looks like. So that's a big project that I've been working on. And then just, yeah, that's kind of just a small snippet into what I do every day. I work out of the home, so that's a little bit different now from being able to walk around and have conversations with teachers every day to kind of being in my own little silo. But I also get to travel and I get to present and I get to support teachers. So that's part of what my job is right now is where I, when I was teaching, I didn't always feel supported in what I was doing, whereas now I get to kind of flip it and I get to be that support system. Yes, I haven't been in education for very long, but technology wise, I was able to use technology to strengthen my teaching and support my teaching. And I want to share with teachers how they can do that as well. So that's part of my job. A little bit. <laughs> a little snapshot. <laughs> Sounds like you're very, very busy. On a personal note, though, what do you enjoy the most from your work you do now? It's it really is having conversations with teachers and finding out more ways that I can support them. I've always been not always, but when I first started teaching, uh, my basketball girls, because I was coaching at the time, signed me up for Twitter. And I was just like, what is this Twitter thing? I don't get it. And I don't care to get it. I don't care what Justin Bieber is doing. I don't care what Beyonce is wearing. Like, I just don't care what's going on. So then I said, OK, well, you know, they signed me up. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this right. So I kind of jumped all in and I started searching for Fizette. And I found this amazing community of educators. And that's really how Sport Time Featuring Spark kind of found me. So I've been doing all this kind of online, or I was doing all this online support, creating resources, and sharing what I was doing and, and trying to build relationships and collaborate with teachers online. And that was while I was teaching. And now I get to do that in my job. So I get to do all that stuff that I was passionate about, supporting teachers and making sure that they didn't feel alone. Like I had felt alone in my small rural school of 93 kids, <laughs> 10 teachers, where I felt alone I don't want them to feel that way. So I want to be that support system. So to answer your question, what is the thing that I enjoy the most? It's being that support system for teachers and, and having teachers send me an email saying, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? Or I heard you talk about this. And could you dive into that more? I, I always tell teachers, I do workshops and presentations at conferences. And I always say, contact me, call me. You know, here's my email. I'm available. Really, there's no reason not to get a hold of me because you can contact me in a bunch of different ways. But nobody takes me up on it. Maybe only two or three people do. So I'm like, that's the part that I love the most is having conversations, getting to talk about PE. If I'm with somebody that just wants to talk about PE, I can just go, 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 go. So yes, supporting teachers and talking PE. That's my favorite thing. That's so great, Tia. And I can hear the passion through your voice. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university sports students who want to pursue a career as a PE teacher? Okay, so my advice would be, if you want to pursue to be a PE teacher, definitely volunteer in schools. Make sure that it is what you want to do. Because once you get in, I'll be honest, sometimes, not sometimes, I never felt like I was truly prepared. I don't know if you can truly feel prepared to go into a classroom and finally be on your own and have all these kids looking at you and you are responsible for their learning. It's kind of an overwhelming thing. So make sure that you have that opportunity to volunteer, get into those classes, do have some teaching experience as much as you can through volunteering and, and really know that it's what you want to do. And then as you go through that process, make sure you have mentor teachers that can support you. Don't do it alone. 
always ask for help. Lots of people think that it's a weakness when you ask for help. To be honest, I think it's a, it's a strength. If you can ask for help and ask for support, you're going to be a lot further ahead than when I was when I started. I've always been a very stubborn person. I mean, I've always been very collaborative. I love to collaborate. I love to work with people, but I always had trouble asking for help. And I started to burn out. And that's why I moved into the position that I'm in now with, with my job with Sport Time Featuring Spark is because I was burning out. I was overwhelmed. I was looking at 18 courses. I, I, I'm a yes person and I say yes to everything. So yes, I'll teach 18 courses. Yes, I'll be athletic director. Yes, I'll coach four different team sports. Yes, I'll be on the climate change team or I'll be on the climate team. I'll, you know, yes, I'll do all this different stuff. And then I realized that my personal life and my, my balancing of my life is not there. So my advice, balance your life. It's okay to say no, ask for help and volunteer. <laughs> so four pieces of advice. <laughs> that is great, Naomi. I really do hope the listeners take that on board and I couldn't agree with you more as well. How can people interact with you? Okay, so like I said, there's no reason not to get a hold of me. So you can find me on Twitter at Miss Hartle, M-I-S-S-H-A-R-T-L. You can find me on um I don't know if anybody has heard of Voxer. Voxer is like a walkie-talkie app. There are a ton of physical educators that are having conversations about PE. The thing about Voxer that's different from Twitter, Twitter, you have 140 characters. Voxer, you can send a voice message. And there's just a huge community. So I'm on there as well, Miss Hartle, at Miss Hartle. I'm on Instagram, Snapchat. I have um, email. So if you want to get hold of me on email, my personal email is naomihartle at gmail.com. If you want to talk to me about work, or some of the things that Spark is doing, you can send a message to my Spark email, naomi.hartle at sparkpe.org. So no reason not to get a hold of me. There's a ton of different ways. <laughs> that is great, Naomi. To all the listeners listening in, all of Naomi's contact details will be on my website relating to this blog post. Naomi, it's been amazing chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Wow, what a really interesting interview by Naomi. And I really do hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. The biggest thing I learned during this interview was really listening to Naomi's passion in regards to what she does as a career, but most of all, really understanding how technology can have a positive impact during a PE class. And if you feel this is a career step you would like to take in your journey, I really do hope you take on board Naomi's tips, but most of all, her passion, because those two things are so important to teaching. Because at the end of the day, teaching is all about inspiring the next generation. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Naomi said, balance your life. It's okay to say no. Ask for help. Volunteer. And by doing that, you'll really know what you want to do.